Hey everybody, welcome back to the All Nets Raw podcast. I'm Tom Eisenberg, and these playoffs have been sick. I don't know about y'all, but I've been really enjoying them so far. So let's get right into it, talk about some playoff stuff, and then I got some other topics if we have time. If not, I can just push it back to another week. But let's start with what I thought was the most interesting uh, outcome, at least, even though I predicted it. I had Mavs in seven, and what do you know? Mavs win in seven. Luka Doncic. Doncic. Luka Doncic is that guy. Um, I love this man. I love that he trash talks. I love that he is doing this despite how he looks like he's out of shape, but he just dominates people. His playoff numbers are absolutely bonkers. They're just bonkers. Like 2020, six games against the Clippers. 50-36-65 shooting. The free throw shooting has been really bad those first two playoff runs. But 50-36 splits from the field in three. 31 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. as in a steal. Like, insane. Then, the next year against the Clippers, seven games. 49-41-53 shooting. Again, free throws. What is going on? I don't know what he was doing there. 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 36 points per game. 36. And then this year, 32 points, 10 rebounds, only 6.5 assists, right? Those are actually way down. Two steals. On 47, 35, 77 shooting. So the shooting splits are a little down from the field in three, but he's been awesome. Besides that really, really bad game two performance on defense where he was just getting cooked, the defense has been a lot better. Jason Kidd did a great job. Go Bears. And wow, I'm really impressed. Like, I did pick them just because I just, the Suns just didn't really impress me in that first round. And a lot of times it's really, it's probably not the move to look at what happened in the first round and like, just think, oh, you know, extrapolate and be like, oh, this is because they overperformed or underperformed my expectations here. This is how good they really are, right? It's it's hard to find the balance there, but, you know, I, I said I thought Dallas really impressed me and Phoenix really didn't, so I picked Dallas, you know, best player in a game seven. And then same thing with, like, the Warriors and Grizzlies, right? The Grizzlies really disappointed me in that series, and the Warriors, I mean, they also didn't really impress me. But the Grizzlies really just really disappointed me against the Timberwolves. And so, I just couldn't pick them the next round. Even though they're a pretty good matchup for Golden State. But we'll get to them. I won't talk about Mavs Suns for more. Luka is insane. Um, you have to have him in your top five at this point. I'm going to be doing my top ten uh, at the end of the playoffs. And spoiler alert, Luka is going to be in that top five. Like, it's kind of obvious. Um, I don't think people will really like the list. But it is what it is. I feel like I already have it kind of ready. You know, people can move up and down a little bit. But... I don't really expect that coming. I don't really expect a lot of movement from this point forward. Uh, maybe Jason Tatum will move up. I know uh, people were displeased when I said that he is not top 10. But as of this moment, he is not in my top 10. At least I don't think. I don't I don't have the list, but I'm just kind of like ballparking in my head. But we'll see. We'll see. He can definitely get there. Uh, he's not that far off. But, man, wow, sons, wow. You know, I did I did expect y'all to lose, but I didn't expect it to be like this. Chris Paul, I've defended Chris Paul for many years because people call him a choker and a loser and CP0 and all that crap. And most of the time when he has lost, it has not been his fault. Like, a vast majority of the time, it's not his fault. So yesterday, I tweeted this because someone was telling me about uh, how Chris Paul's the common denominator. He's played with so many good players in his career. Like, this is his fault. So this is what I tweeted. From his New Orleans days, his teams were never good enough. And it's true, despite those, in those losses. They were never good enough. His second best player was David West. And when your second best player is David West, you're just not going to beat teams that he had to face. Let's look through every playoff series, right? We're going to go through every playoff series. We'll get to this one. But before, because most of them not been his fault. 2008, that was his first playoff run. He beat the Mavericks in five games, averaging 25 and 12. Great numbers. Next round, loses in seven games to the Spurs, averages 24 and 11. It's the Spurs, bro. Like... He did everything he could. 24 and 11, that, those, are, those are really good numbers. 50% from the field. That's not on him. It's just not. 2009, loses in five games to the Nuggets. That's a team that he probably should beat, and he only averaged 16 points, 41% from the field, right? Not very impressive. But, again, not a very good team, right? It's you know, Pelicans. Like they're put, It's not like the AD Pelicans, right? They're not like that. The sporting cast isn't that bad. But, you know... They weren't, they weren't going to win the title, right? Maybe they win go to the next round. But this was a conference finals team, this Nuggets team. They were pretty good. Um, but again, Chris Paul, he really didn't play that well. David West also didn't play well. He played even worse. Like, no one on the Pelicans really played well. 
Like, Melo, Melo and Bills were going off. But again, that one, you know, you can put on Chris Paul because he really didn't play well. But again, it's not like his team was really going to do anything. 2011 loses to the Lakers. Like, 22 and 12 averages. Again, he played awesome. Like, lost to the better team. That wasn't even a very good Lakers team. But again, his teams weren't that good. Finally, he goes to the Clippers. And now he actually has some team advantages in a lot of these series. But look at what happens. 2012, seven-game series over the Grizzlies. Plays okay, but they win. Then they get swept by the Spurs. And this is this is probably his second-worst series before this last one. This was 12 points per game, 36 points on the field. Chuck, right? Terrible. Legit, just terrible. 2013, loses in six to Memphis. And he averages 23 points per game on good shooting splits. Like, what do you do? What do you do? Blake Griffin played like ass. He played like absolute trash. Uh, I have his numbers right here. Like, Blake Griffin was more of a problem than he's in Chris Paul. People think it's Chris Paul. Nah, Blake Griffin averaged 13 points per game. 13. Horrendous. Horrendous. Like, Matt Barnes averaged 12. So, that's definitely not on Chris Paul. Uh, can you tell I love Chris Paul? Uh, 2014, seven-game series over the Warriors. Wins. Uh, mediocre numbers, but they win. I said, do you give a shit? Second round against OKC. He did have... Uh, I don't remember which game it was where he had like this really weird turnovers and like foul broke on a three. One of the games was on him, but the whole series in general, no, they lost in six, 23 points, 12 assists, 50, 45, 75 shooting splits. And OKC, Kevin Durant and Westbrook were averaging a combined 60 points per game. Like, you know, other than that one like ending of a game where Chris Paul kind of choked it away, the rest of the games, like it was not on him. Blake Griffin was pretty good in that series too. Like, they're just, that's, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin is just not as good a duo as Westbrook and KD, right? Sometimes you're just not the better team, you know? It is what it is. 2015, crazy series, Chris Paul gets hurt, beats the Spurs, plays awesome. Next round, he's hurt, doesn't play the whole series, puts up 21-10, and 10, loses. Pretty good numbers, again, he didn't play the whole series, and they blew that lead. But the Rockets just had this absurd shooting performance, like, it was the Clippers curse. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, Chris Paul's numbers are good. And this, he only played five of the games. Like, it's hard for me to really, you know, put that on him. Next year, 2016, they lose to Portland. I don't really know how they lost to Portland. Uh, Chris Paul, again, great numbers again. 24 points, 7 assists. But they lost to Portland. Like, Damian Lillard didn't even play that good. They played terrible, actually. 22 points, 37% from the field. Um, I don't really understand it. Oh, yes, Blake Griffin was hurt, and he played like shit. That, that explains it. When your second leading scorer is Jamal Crawford, you know your team's not doing good. Jamal Crawford on a 38% shooting, by the way. Chris Paul led... Not Chris Paul. Jamal Crawford led the Clippers in field goal attempts in this series. By a lot. By a lot. It was a six-game series. Paul played only four games. Blake played only four games. And Chris Paul played well. Blake Griffin did not play well. And Jamal Crawford was taking most of the shots. You know, injuries. Can't control those. 2017 loses in seven games to Utah. Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, I think, both got injured. And again, he played well. 2017 averages 25 points and 10 assists. Like, who puts up these numbers? Not many people. 2018, they win the first two rounds. First round, Chris Paul was okay. Uh, but again, Chris, James Harden was the guy on that team. Second round against Utah, he was sick. He had that 40-point game to go to the conference finals. Losing seven to the Warriors because he got injured. His numbers were okay. But again, that's not on him. Like, he got hurt. Like, he's old. And against a super team, a super team that they should have gotten, basically, honestly, should have gotten swept by. Like, insane. 2019, beats the Jazz. He plays okay. Uh, faces the Warriors, no KD. Doesn't play that good. Um, again, you could put this on him, but he's not the best player. I don't really care. 2020, the fact that he was even in the playoffs at all was impressive. Put up good numbers against a better Rockets team. They lose in the first round, whatever. Last year, faces a bunch of injured teams. Plays, uh, plays honestly, like dog shit against the Lakers. Nine points per game. Like, he was at... Wow, I can't... I don't remember it being that bad. Jesus Christ. Uh, Lakers should have won that series, but, you know, injuries. Anyway, they play the Nuggets. He kills them. Like, these are the best numbers of his career. 26 points, 10 assists, 63-75-100 shooting in that sweep. My God. Against the Clippers, again, awesome. 24 points, 9 assists. Shooting splits are not amazing, but, again, they got the win. The numbers look good. Finals against the Bucks. 22 points, 8 assists, 55, 52, 75 shooting. Those numbers aren't out of this world, but they're pretty good. And I saw people keep saying, stop comparing Chris Paul to Zeke. Like, and I talked about this in the last pod, or maybe two pods ago. Isaiah Thomas, 
in the 1989 NBA Finals, right? The one where Joe Dumars was Finals MVP. In those finals, do you want to know what numbers he averaged compared to what Chris Paul averaged? Against the Lakers in a four-game sweep against the injured Lakers, 21.7 assists on worst shooting splits. Chris Paul against this better Bucks team than the 89 injured Lakers put up better numbers, but they lost. You know why? Because the Bucks were better. They were better than that injured Lakers team. Like, Zika's two ring Again, in 1990, Isaiah was awesome. But Isaiah, we, we looked over the numbers. His longevity is way worse. His peak is worse, and his peak is shorter. Okay? His peak was really good, but Chris Paul's peak was really, really good. Like, I'm going through these numbers. And I, again, this past year, this was terrible. Right? 13 points per game. The efficiency numbers are actually really good, which is surprising. Pogsy wasn't taking many shots. He was terrible. He was terrible in this series. The numbers are not good. Uh, but he was worse than the numbers, mostly because it was the last four games where he averaged like nine points per game. But again, so here's he's played 25 playoff series, and he's 11 and 14. And out of the 14 losses, here's how many were his fault. One, this last one. Okay. Number two, I have to go all the way back. All the way back. I can't even find which one it is. Uh, 2012 first round or second round. So that's two of the 14. And I'll, I'll put this Denver one on him too. 20, 2009. So three. 25 playoffs, there's 14 losses. Three of the 14 are on him. The other 11, not his fault. They're either injuries or facing a better team. Like, so no. I'm not going to call Chris Paul a choker. Like, oh, he's blown so many 2-0 leads. It's not his fault. It's almost always not his fault. So I don't care that he blew those 2-0 leads. I just don't care. What shocked me almost as much as Chris Paul being this bad was Devin Booker. Devin Booker, in his short playoff career, has shown himself to be a pretty good playoff player. Like, when you look at his numbers, right, career playoff averages, he's played 32 games, 26 points, 45, 36, 90 splits, right? Those are good numbers. Five rebounds, five assists. Uh, this year was not as good as last year, obviously, you know. But, man, like, 11 points, bro? And they were all in the second half, basically. Like, he, he made no shots in the first half. None. Like... Absolutely horrendous. Actually, I've got the stats right here. I can look exactly what he did in the first half. Because he... Look, Chris Paul and him stat pad in the fourth quarter. In the first half, uh, Devin Booker, two points on zero for seven shooting. How, bro? Chris Paul, one point, zero for four shooting. But we already want Chris Paul. Like, third quarter, Devin Booker, three for six, nine points. Okay, the game was already over. Played the whole quarter. And then fourth quarter... Plays like three minutes. Okay, he doesn't really do it. But Chris Paul stat padded in the fourth quarter. Seven points on three for three shooting. Like, Chris Paul, stop stat padding. Stop it. We know what you really did in this game. Like, in the first three quarters, you scored three points. Like, I, this was the biggest choke. This, I don't know if I want to call it the biggest choke ever. No, it's not. It's not the biggest choke ever. Right? It was a 3-2 lead, and they were at home. And it, it was... It might be the worst individual game loss ever, but it's not the biggest choke ever. Because you know what the biggest choke ever is? It's the 2020 Clippers. I will never... I'm never getting over that. I mean, ah, I mean, 2016 Warriors is a pretty good one. But I think it's more of just LeBron is just so good. Like, LeBron and Kyrie, like, more than the Warriors choked. It was an all-time choke. But I'm going to go with the 2020 Clippers, and here's why. Right? Or at least for disappointment, right? At least the Warriors were in the finals and stuff. The, the 2020 Clippers had so much preseason hype, right? They were basically as hyped as those Warriors teams, despite not showing anything. At least the Warriors were the defending champs. They won 73 games. This Clippers team was a second seed. They weren't that close to the first seed. And they were extremely overrated. Extremely overrated. And they face this Nuggets team where they are heavily favored. Heavily favored. Their preseason championship odds were plus 425, which is really high. Compared to the Nuggets, whose preseason championship odds were plus 2,000. Plus 2,000! Like, so they were huge favorites. And they had double-digit leads in the each of the last three games in the second half, right? Some of those were like 15, 16, 17 points. Um, I cannot find the exact numbers for that, but again, they had these leads. You can, you can go back, you can look at those games, you can look at those leads. There's this really famous video of uh, the Clippers are up, I think, 79-65. Yeah, 79-65, and Kawhi does like a jab step on the wing, hits a three, and Kevin Harlan's like, and it's good. The Clippers pouring it on. You can see like the the wives of the Clippers players dancing like on the bench and stuff. 
And that was the moment it was over. The Nuggets went on a run. They win that game. That was game five. And then they, they end up winning the series. But let's look, let's look at the stats. The overall stats, at least for Kawhi, are pretty solid. 24 points, 8 rebounds, 44, 36, 87 shooting. Paul George, 21 points, 43, 38, 88 shooting. Pretty solid. The role players doesn't really matter. Like, Lou and Trez were trash. Like, who cares? Uh, Jokic, 24 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Pretty good numbers. But, I mean, Jokic is a lot better than he used to be. Jamal Murray, 23 points, 45, 44, 90 splits. Nobody else in the Nuggets stats really stand out. But the last three games, that's that's what really gets me. The last, Especially Game 7. Let's take a look. And this is why I think it's the biggest show ever, right? Because they had all that hype. They had that 3-1 lead. Like, the Suns, right? It's a, you know, the Suns, they had a 3-2 lead. And it was against Luka, who was awesome. Like, Jokic, he wasn't even, he wasn't, like, as good as Luka was in this series. You know, for as good as he was. And, ah. Uh, like, it was bad, but it was, like, a one-game bad. The Clippers, I just, I still can't believe my eyes. Like, it was just unbelievable. So, you look at this. Game 5, Kawhi was actually excellent. 36 points, great shooting. But Game 6, 25 points, 8 for 18. That's not great. Loses by 13. Again, they had double-digit leads in all these games. Losing by 6 in Game 5, okay. Losing by 13 in Game 6 after you were up at least, like, 12 or 13 in the second half at some point. So, you got outscored by a shit ton, actually. I could look at the game. I could look at exactly the second half margin. So, at halftime, the Clippers were up by 16 at half. And then they got outscored. Wow. They got outscored by 29 in the second half. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. In one half, you get outscored by 30, basically. Kawhi had 14 first half points. Kawhi and Paul George. This is game six, by the way. Right? Game six. Kawhi and Paul George, 14 and 17 first half points. Second half. 11 and 16. Kawhi was... Te- they were, and he was shot through 6 for 22 combined. Holy crap. That is terrible. But game 6 is the really cherry on top. Um, one of my favorite non-Laker games ever. The Nuggets, again... At some point, they were down double digits. I think this one was the lowest lead. They might have only been down like 11 or 12. But regardless... Uh, they were down 2 at half. Like... In the first half, the Clippers... It wasn't that bad. Do I have it pulled? Yeah, first half... Uh, Kawhi had 14 points. Oh, no, no, this is not the whole game. That's, that's, that's the whole game. Do I have the first half stats? I'm so confused. Hold on. I'm getting some weird glitches. Here we go. Kawhi in the first half, 12 points, 5 for 11 shooting. Paul George was bad like the whole game, but that's okay. The second half is what really gets you. Kawhi Leonard was 1 for 11 in the second half with 2 points. Paul George was 1 for 7 with 3 points. So, combined 2 for 18, 5 points in the second half from, quote-unquote, two superstars. For the whole game, they had 24 combined points on 38 shots. So, I think that choke is way bigger, um, despite Luka, or not Luka, Booker and Paul. Sorry about that, I got interrupted. So, I don't remember exactly where I was, but something about the Clippers. So, anyway, my point is, is that the Clippers choke, uh, I think, is bigger overall in the grand scheme of things. But this game 7 specifically was probably a little bit worse. You know, they're both in the second round, but I'm not sure which team was more favored. I don't know. They're both really bad. The point is, the Suns really fucked up, and it's really ironic that this just happened. Because literally, like, two days ago, or not two days ago, I'm recording this on Monday, May 16th, by the way. So, the game was on Sunday. On Saturday, May 14th, I wrote about how title windows close really quickly, and it's now over to the Suns beyond this, this game seven, right? Like, they don't win a title this year. They'll probably never win a title with their... Any of these current players, maybe maybe Booker, he's young, but and maybe they can build another team around him some other time. But with this iteration, like this Chris Paul, Aiton, Bridges, whatever, Monty Williams, like it's not going to happen if it's not going to happen this year, right? Because it should have happened last year. Last year was their year, and, you know, they, they lost to a better player, right? Sometimes it's like, what are you going to do? And they overachieved because they, they the only reason they were even in that situation was because they faced injured teams. Here's the Suns' playoff series over the past two years. First round last year, they're down 2-1 to the Lakers with LeBron on one ankle. Anthony Davis is averaging 27 points per game on their heads. And then he gets hurt on a chase down block for Devin Booker, plays 24 minutes over the last three games of the series, and the Suns win. It's like, wow, okay, I'm so impressed. Next series, the Nuggets without Murray or, yeah, just without Murray. They sweep them, right? I mean, it's pretty impressive they sweep, but, like, still, like, not an impressive team. The Warriors just beat those team guys in five. People were like, oh, the Warriors, like, that same, honestly, a, probably a worse version. 
Like, that, that's how much I don't believe in the Warriors. Jesus Christ. We'll get to them. Uh, third round, they face the Clippers. They go to six games, and there's no Kawhi. Like, you're letting Paul George play off... Play, I don't want to. I don't want to say the name, but you you, you know the nickname. Like, no, nah, actually, I'm gonna say why, why do I care? Playoff piss. You let playoff pandemic P. I like that one so much better. Pandemic P. You let pandemic P. Beat your ass. I mean, they didn't win, but like, still, you let him. Like, he he played really good. Uh, at least I recall. I will double check the stats. Anyway, took six games. Another team without a superstar. Finals. You finally face a team where all of their stars are healthy, and you lose in six games after being up 2-0. Like, what? What is there to say, man? Like, it's not impressive. And then, first round, you go to six games against New Orleans. I know Booker was hurt, but they don't have Zion. And it still, it's a one versus eight. It took you six games to beat them? Like, and that's when I knew. I was like, this team isn't the team I thought it was. And they're not, because they faced a healthy Mavs, and they fucking lost. They fucking lost. So, Paul George in the series, I have the stats. Uh, he suck, kind of sucked ass in game six. But, overall, 29 points per game, 11 rebounds. Eh, shooting splits. Boss, if you just take away game six, like, they're pretty... Eh, it's not that much better. But then it becomes up to 30 points, I guess. I don't know. He was pretty good, especially in games one and games five. Uh, we had 34 and 41 points. Like, some of his best playoff games were in this series. Like, especially that 41 points. Whoo! 15 for 20 shooting. My God, he cooked y'all. So, yeah, Suns are frauds. Like, that is a huge disappointment. Um, I know Suns fans are really disappointed. And it's just, like... I think it's hilarious, personally, as a non-Suns fan. Like, karma's a bitch, huh? Alright, let's get on to the, the other series. Uh, the other Game 7 was the Bucks and Celtics. And I was at work, so I didn't actually get to see this game. But, there was nothing to see, because the Celtics just beat the crap out of them. Uh, Giannis played like shit, let's just call it what it is. I know the numbers look pretty good, where it was like 25 and 20. Like, again, the team, so many bricks, like, so many rebounds. His overall series stats are really good. His overall playoff stats this year, really good, right? 31 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, uh, 2 stocks, 49% from the field. Like, pretty good numbers. Um, About in line with last year, right? Last year's a little bit more, a little bit more efficient from the field. Uh, fewer rebounds, again, larger sample size. Uh, fewer points, but again, really close. So, good numbers. Uh, I'm sure the advanced numbers are also really good, right? Uh, 26.7 PER, 0.178 win shares for 48. That's not great, but again, he was good. Uh, he was really good, especially against Boston. Uh, against the Bulls, I didn't really think that he did that much. Like, the numbers are probably really good, but, yeah, that 18-point game really hurts him. Again, because he just destroyed the Bulls, right? Like, he didn't really need to do that much. 29 points, 13 with 6 assists. Yeah, the numbers are actually really good. I don't know. I felt underwhelmed just because it was like, I didn't really care about the series. Everyone knew it wasn't going to be a good series. When Middleton went out, it was like, oh, and then it still didn't matter. The Bulls actually did worse after Middleton went out, amazingly enough. Um, but, yeah, against Boston, numbers pretty good. 34 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 46% from the field. So, like I thought, way better than Durant's numbers, right? Because Durant is just, you know, overrated. Wow, he finished the last two games, he had 20 rebounds in each of them. That's that's crazy. But, that's the thing, right? The Boston, that physical right defense, you know, it clearly affected Giannis to some extent, right? Because his field goal percentage was way down. He only shot about 50% in two of the games. But still... Like, Giannis is just a better player than Kevin Durant. Giannis right now is a better player than Kevin Durant's ever been. You know? It's just a sad truth. I don't know if it's sad. It's the truth. Um, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, Kevin Durant's the best player in the league because, you know, he lost to the Bucks in the seven last year. He was really good, right? And you know who else was really good in that series? Giannis. Like, and you know who was actually elite on the defensive end, too? Giannis. So, you know, that's tough. Uh, it was really funny when Kevin Durant got all that praise for losing. And now Giannis is getting all this praise for losing. And Giannis, Giannis played worse in this series than Durant did in the Nets series. Or in the Bucks series. Personally. Right? And especially in the Game 7. Right? Game 7, Kevin Durant was awesome. And Giannis was also awesome. And the Bucks won. Here, the Celtics just killed them and made every three. Like, Grant Williams, shout out to him. And Giannis didn't play well. 10 for 26. Like, he had more shots than points. That almost never happens for Giannis. So when that happens, objectively, not a good game. Right? Game 2, he had 28 points, 27 shots. Not great. 24 points, 25 shots. A lot of these games actually were like that. 34 points, 32 shots. Again, a lot. He took so many shots in this series. My God. Again, good numbers, but overall, this game, not good. You know, I'm not going to shit on him for it, right? You were missing your third best player. 
you played you overall played well, but this was a, this wasn't a great game, and you know it just goes to show that not as much as people want to just compare players to LeBron all the time, it's like oh the next LeBron he's gonna no like it was like once LeBron won that first championship it was like oh nobody's beating him he's going to the finals every year. Giannis is not like that, right? Giannis is really good. Might be the best player in the league. If you want to say that, that's fine. Uh, I don't really know who it is. That's It's a tough call. But if you want to say Giannis, fine. Right? I'm willing to concede that. But he's not LeBron, right? He's not prime LeBron, you know? So just let's chill out on that stuff. We're like, oh, he's going to reel off all these finals MVPs in a row. So that's kind of the plus side of the Bucks not winning. I was rooting for them this series. But the plus side is just that we won't get all this overrating because you know, that this happens with everyone. It's not just the honest thing. Anytime anyone wins a championship, um, besides LeBron, beyond like his second ring, because he was kind of already like well established enough, people were like, "Oh my God, this player is so like you know top ten ever." And it's like, shut the fuck up. I'm sure people are calling Giannis top twenty player of all time, top fifteen player, and it's like, no, right? Again, he's probably like thirty, something like that, twenty eight, maybe twenty five. Like the longevity is not there yet. Like relax. You know, people did this with Steph, too, after, like, 20, uh, 2016, even when he lost, and 2017, and it was like, dude, shut up. You know, people were trying to do it with Kawhi in 2019. Oh, my God, that one was way worse. His longevity was worse. He had no MVPs. Uh, one of his finals MVPs was fake as fuck. Uh, at least Giannis, right, this stuff is all legit. So, besides his depoy, his depoy is fake. But, and it's like, that's annoying. Again, it's going to happen no matter what. No matter who wins, it's going to happen either to Luka, to Steph, to Jimmy Butler, or Tatum. It's going to happen to one of them. It's inevitable. Unless they play like shit and win anyway. Which the only player whose team can actually do that is maybe Steph. Where Steph could play like shit and then Clay and Poole and stuff could carry him. Kind of like they've been doing. In some games. Not every game. Steph's been doing a lot of stat padding. You know what? Let's just talk about... Uh, I want to talk about Boston though. Boston's defense. Honestly, this turnaround Boston had midseason. It's kind of amazing. I went to the Boston Celtics Lakers game in early December when the Celtics were still trash. Right? The Lakers and Celtics were about the same level at that point. They were both like slightly above 500. Um, towards the bottom of their... Actually, the Lakers were like the sixth seed at that time. Boston was probably like eighth. Something like that. Uh, and they weren't doing that great. So it was a pretty even matchup. And the Lakers won. It was a cool, really cool game. And since like the turn of the... The turn of the century. Since like January or whatever. Celtics were sick. Their defense was insane. Their margin of uh, victory was like up there with like some of the best teams of all time. So people were like, oh, this is a finals team. And I was like, no, shut up. You're going to lose in the first round to the, to the Nets. And they've proven me wrong, right? I, I doubted them. Uh, I doubted them two series in a row. I picked against them. I'm finally not picking against them, right? I'm picking Celtics in five. Spoiler alert. I'm not a huge Miami guy. And I honestly... I'm trying to figure out why Celtics are so good. Because, like, nothing about... The, I mean, their defense is really good, but it's just... Why? I just don't... You know, sometimes it's just, like, it's obvious. But here, I don't know. Right? Tatum, Jalen, Smart, Watt, Rob, Horford, like, Derek White. I mean, these are good defenders, but it's like... I watched them, and the defense looks good, but it doesn't, like, it doesn't add up to me. I don't know. It goes in one eye, and it just comes out my ear or something. I don't know how to explain it. It just feels weird. It doesn't feel right. Um, people are having a lot of praise on Tatum right now, who is really good, but also really inconsistent, and got outplayed by Jalen Brown in a couple of those games. Jalen Brown's really good. Love Jalen. And I guess we'll have to see if this is really a championship-caliber squad. Uh, it fits a lot of the criteria, right? Elite defense... Pretty good offense. Has a superstar, Jason Tatum. Right, he's probably a superstar. Uh, Jalen Brown, he's an all-star. He's good. But I feel like Jalen Brown is like the second banana. Because, look, like Tatum, he's not like a top... Maybe he's top 10. I don't think he is. But he's definitely not top 5, right? So having a non-top 5 guy be your best player, and your second best player is like not even a top 30 guy. I love Jalen Brown, but he's not a top 30 guy. It's just like, when was the last time that happened? You know, because the Bucks were at least you're also a top five guy. You know, so when the second best player is Holiday or Middleton or whatever, and they're not a top 30 guy, it's like, okay, I get it. Because the, the number one guy is just so good. But if you go through history, it's kind of hard to identify other teams like that. So I'm actually going to look through NBA champions and try to find the last time a team... Again, this is kind of an arbitrary thing. It's not something that you can like really pinpoint like, oh, this team, it's not like a, a stat. But I think it matters, right? That's why when I pick in playoff series, a lot of people do this. Having a superstar means a lot, right? Like, teams that are, like, really good but don't have, like, a clear superstar, I'm not going to believe in them. I don't care how, I don't care if you go 82, maybe if you go 82 and 0. I don't care if you go 70 and 12, right? 
Like the Jazz, they were awesome last year. They had no superstar. So no no one believed in them and there was no reason to believe in them. And they lost. Like shocker. Uh because Donovan Mitchell was not that guy. So let's look. Last year the Bucks, again, Giannis top five player. 2020 Lakers, two top five players. Raptors, Kawhi top five. Again, Curry KD, Curry KD. Let's look at the last championship that isn't have uh, a top five player. It's the 2014 Spurs. Their best player is Tim Duncan or Tony Parker. Uh, those were the two best players on that team. Kawhi was the third best player on that team. He played really good in the finals. Again, not not even really good. He played pretty good. Better than how he was in the regular season. But nothing special. But again, they probably had... Tim Duncan was probably still top 15 guy. Maybe top 20. Um, in 2014, I think he made... He made All-NBA first team in 2013. In 2014, did he make an All-NBA team? It's hard, it's hard to like think back and like see how good was he in 2014. I don't know. He made All-NBA third team in 2015. He didn't make an All-NBA team in 2014. He didn't even make the All-Star team. So I guess he wasn't that good that year. I don't know. I remember when Tim Duncan was a uh, assistant coach for the Spurs? That was a good time. I miss that. But yeah, he didn't make the All-Star team. His numbers were okay. I don't know. I guess he wasn't that great. But Tony Parker, he was probably really good. At least I hope he was because I'm trying to prove a point. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But the point is this really happens, right? The Spurs shot out of their minds. Parker, he made second team All-NBA. Okay, so he was like a top 15-ish guy in the league. Which is still better than what, you know. So, okay, so that's kind of like the Celtics, I guess. Uh, I feel like this team was deeper, though, right? Because I think like having three, you know, like top 30 guys. Because that's like three top 30 guys, right? Kawhi was probably a top 30 guy because it was defense, maybe. Like impact, at least. You know, Jalen Brown, like, I don't think he's as good as any of those three guys that I mentioned. Parker, Duncan, or uh, Kerr, uh, Kerr, Kawhi, right? Tatum, you know, he's probably better than all of them, but I just, I don't know. Something about this team feels off, and yet I also think they're the best team left without the Bucks and Suns. So, it's kind of weird. I don't really know who's going to win the championship at this point. I, I'm predicting right now Boston, but it's tough, man. I really hope it's not Boston. I just, oh, that would be absolutely brutal. It would be brutal. But anyways. Uh, let's get on to the other East series. Heat Sixers. I don't know if I talked. I don't remember when those series ended. Is the problem. I don't remember when I recorded my last pod. But I'm pretty sure that we did not talk about them yet. Alright. I always forget what, what I had said on my last pod. So I hope I don't repeat things too much. So last time I talked through four games. So I did not get to talk about the series being over. So, Miami wins in six games. Uh, James Harden is washed. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it for all y'all. Anybody who was unsure after that 31 point game he had, which was really cool, but he's washed. Uh, and also, honestly, thank God. When the James Harden trade happened, I was like, oh man, the Sixers are gonna win the championship. Even though I kind of wanted the trade to happen because I wanted the beat stats to go down, and I wanted. I just like seeing trades. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm a trade fiend. On trade deadline day, I am like a crack addict. I am just, you know, like where's the next trade? Like I freak out. But yeah, Harden, he's he's definitely washed. Like woo. So in the last four games, here are his numbers: game five or not game five, uh, game three, twenty point win, right? Four for 11, 17 points. Eh. Game uh four, right? He was awesome. Thirty one points. 6 for 10 from 3, 8 for 18 from the field. Great. Game 5, lose by 35, 14 points, 5 for 13. And then game 6, 11 points, 4 for 9. And I think he did not take a shot or... No, he didn't score in the second half or maybe he maybe didn't make a shot in the second half. Something like that. Where he was terrible. I guess I could just check. I don't know why I like to spew off on things. I don't actually check before I talk. But, oh, yeah, he did not score in the second half. He played 22 minutes, almost 23 minutes, zero points. Embiid sucked, too. Six points in the second half. Uh, Embiid sucked in this series, I'm going to be honest. Like, I've seen him get no flack because he was kind of hurt. But, again, like, it wasn't like a leg injury. You know, it was a face injury. I get it affects you, but you were you, he, play, he played and he played heavy minutes. Right? It's not like these games where it's like, oh, like, you're clearly limited he didn't look physically limited. Like, he was running around out there. He was playing hard. Um, but you know what? When Embiid doesn't get foul calls, he doesn't play well. Like, it's just true. In this series, here are his averages. He averaged 19.8 points, 9.8 rebounds, under a block, right? Great defender, 7-footer. 38 minutes per game, 
42-25-80 splits on only 7 free throws attempts a game, right? That's low for him. In the Raptors series, he was getting like 10 free throw attempts per game. Again, lower than his regular season average because the playoff refs, they're not going to give him this, which is why Embiid-led teams are never going to win title unless they're mega stacked. And he sucked. Let's just be frank. Especially in game four, or his fourth game, game six, he was terrible. Seven for 24, it's, it's unexcusable. I don't care. You were you were five for sixteen from inside the arc, like two for eight. What are you doing taking eight threes? Like, you're not that kind of shooter. Like, I'm just tired of all this Joel Embiid propaganda. Like when Joel Embiid gets injured, and was like, oh my god, poor Joel, like, get better. Which you know, it's why you should react when anybody gets injured. But when like half the league gets injured, right? Harden, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Ben Simmons, like those guys get made fun of. Kyrie. You know, they get made fun of. Especially AD. It's terrible. The discourse is terrible. Like, I, I just, I can't stand this flopping menace. The man played 44 minutes and shot 7 for 24. Like, he's just, he's never good in the playoffs. Never. Like, I, I'm gonna go, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I said I don't want to go on a referendum on Embiid. I'm gonna. 2018, they beat the Heat in five games in the first round. Uh, I guess they were favored. I honestly do not remember this series at all. What were their seeds? Six-seeded Miami versus three-seeded Philly. Okay, so they were favored. And again, they won in five games, and Embiid missed the first two. They split those games, and then they won the last three with Embiid. And Embiid, here are his point totals in those games. 23-14-19. Not good. Not good. Especially the 14 points on two for 11. That's James Harden-esque. So overall, he averaged 18 points per game on 41% shooting. Great. Next series. Boston loses in five games. The one win, Embiid had 15 points on 15 shots. Overall, 23 points, 14 rebounds, 44, 24, 71 splits. Not that bad, but again, it's Joel Embiid, right? You expect more, even though he wasn't, like, as good as he is now. Again, that's mostly just because he flops more. He just flops more. He's the same player. Uh, he also shoots better from three. That's definitely a, a new development. 2019, first round against the Nets. Um, I think that was a 2-7 matchup. I... I can't remember off the top of my head. Let me double check. It was a 3-6. Man, it's always a 3-6 with Embiid. Um, this was one of his better series, right? And again, it's only 24 points, 13 rebounds, 3 blocks. Wow, back when he can actually block shots. 51% from the field. Those are pretty good numbers. Um, the one game he didn't play, they won by 16. So, you know, does, how much do I really care about this series? Uh, 2019 against the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors really locked his ass up. Again, his impact was there. They were they won the minutes he played, lost the series. But again, his overall numbers trash. Seventeen points, thirty-seven percent from the field, like trash. I'm sorry. Like I don't, I don't. His defensive impact was there. Cool. He's obviously their best player, but he, he didn't play like it in this series. I'm gonna be honest. He just didn't. I wonder if Jimmy Butler, how did he play in that series? Kawhi was unbelievable in this series. That's why they won. Thirty-five points, ten rebounds, four assists. 53% from shooting. He was insane. Jimmy Butler was better than Embiid in the series. I don't care what the numbers say or what the the impact plus my whatever. Butler averaged 22 points. Good efficiency. Like, Embiid could not buy a basket. Tobias Harris was basically putting up the same numbers as Embiid. Like, sad. I like that team. I like that 29. Like, that was before Embiid became, you know, Darth Vader. Like, when he was still Anakin. It was good times. Uh, first round against Boston. Again, the numbers are good. Most of them were in garbage time when the game was already over. Like, no, there was no Ben Simmons. He just stat padded. Like, he averaged 30 on mediocre efficiency and got swept. Not impressed at all. Uh, if you watch that series, you know that those numbers really meant absolutely nothing. I know this sounds incredibly biased because I don't like Embiid, but, like, it's just true. 2021, first round against the Wizards. First three games, again, they blow all basically all blows. He doesn't play that much. Plays really good. Uh, 29 points, 7 rebounds, 67% from the field. He was awesome. Gets hurt in game four, plays 11 minutes, gets only eight points. That really brings down his averages, thank God. But, you know, he got hurt. Missed game one against the, uh, or missed game five against the Wizards. They still won, whatever. Comes back against the Hawks. Not very healthy. First two games, or first three games, honestly. Uh, they're up 2-1, and he's awesome. He's averaging 35 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks. Great shooting splits. Fire. And then, game four... Trash. 4 for 20. Uh, I think... Was that the game where he did not score in the second half? Mm, I don't remember. One of the games he, like, didn't score in the second half. Or he did, like, nothing in the second half. 
Uh, it was this one. He was 0 for 12 with 4 points in the second half in this game. They blew a huge lead, and they lost. Uh, and this was game 4 against the Hawks last year. If you guys remember, uh, Trey Young was really good. He had 17 points in the second half to Embiid's 4. Uh, Embiid's better than Trey Young, right? I'm not going to relax, guys. Game 5, they lose again. Really close game. Uh, Embiid puts up 37 on great efficiency. I uh, don't remember why they lost this one. Again, right? When it's not... When it didn't just happen, it's really hard to just, like, remember that. Because there's just so many NBA games. Uh, Trey Young put 39. Ah, the fourth quarter for Philly was horrendous. Wow. They lost the fourth quarter by 21. Lost the game by three. I can't believe Doc Rivers didn't get fired for this. Seth Curry had 36 and they still lost. Because, you know what? Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris combined for 12 points. Like, that's... Whoo! Yeah. I'm not putting that. I'm not putting that. I'm not even putting this whole series on Embiid. Let's be honest. Other than other than Game Four, Game Four was terrible for him. Overall, though, his numbers for this series, this is probably his only good playoff series. Thirty points on pretty okay efficiency. Like, good job, right? I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. Um, you destroyed Clint Capella. This year, first round against the Raptors, uh, you didn't really play that good. Like, he's only like no, game with really good numbers. Uh, is Game Six where you just stat padded in the blowout. Like, otherwise, first five games. 24 points per game, 48% from the field. Not great. And then against uh, Miami, we talked about it. So, again, Embiid, again, he's not a choker, right? Because it's not like he... When none of these series, I can really look at and be like, oh, he cho he he choked this. Um, But he's not a great playoff performer. You know, he's he's mid. He's mid. He's overrated. Uh, But, yeah, Miami, not that good. Like, uh, they, they needed Jimmy Butler to carry them incredibly hard. Like, incredibly hard just for them to beat, barely beat this Sixers team that wasn't very good either because Harden's washed and Embiid's a playoff choker. Like, and Butler's been spectacular in these playoffs. Like, this is the best he's ever played. Uh, you want to talk about 2020? The numbers in 2020 before the finals were not great. They were fine. But right now, 29... He's, he's probably happy Boston won. I'm going to be honest. I don't think he wants to go against Jimmy Butler again. Uh, Miami and Milwaukee facing the playoffs uh, each of the past two years. And it's 1-1 right now. Miami won one series in five. Milwaukee won the next in four. So it would have actually been cool to see that rematch and see if, you know, this upgraded version of Miami versus this Bucks team without Middleton, like, what would happen? I think the Bucks would have won, but we'll never know. I guess we'll see, right? If Miami destroys Boston right now, then it's going to be like, oh, right? Maybe we'll think differently. But right now, uh, Jimmy Butler, 29 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 52-36-81 shooting through 10 games. He's been awesome, like... I can't over over I can't exaggerate how good he's been. Like he's just been that good. You know, first four games against Atlanta, thirty-one points per game, great shooting, like Jesus Christ. Then he misses game five and they still win, right? Because again, it's the first round, it's a one eight matchup. Uh game one against Philly sucked. But games and they still won because again, no Embiid. Games two through six, thirty points per game again. Like he's been on a tear. Uh, so let's see what he does against Boston. Uh, I'm sure he's not going to average 30, right? Like, Kevin Durant didn't average 30, and Kevin Durant's, you know, he's just better than Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I love you, but it's not like that. It's really just going to come down to, will Miami's shooters make shots? If they will, they'll win the series, but I don't think they will, and they're going to lose in five. That's my prediction. I got Boston in five. Uh, and then let's talk about Warriors-Grizzlies. So, before the series, I had Warriors in... I don't remember if it was 5 or 6, but it was one or the other. I thought it was going to be a relatively easy series for them. Because, again, Memphis was just not not impressive in that first round at all. Like, no, I don't think anybody was impressed by Memphis in that round. But Memphis was a good matchup for the Warriors. They've owned them in the last few years. And Game 1, they almost win. They almost win. Oh, Clay Thompson made that 3. He missed both free throws. John Moran missed the layup. Ah, tragic. And then game two, and that was the one they had to win. Because the thing about it, if you if the Grizzlies Grizzlies won game two, and they won, uh, I gotta pull this stuff up. I always try to speak off the top of my head, and I never remember exactly what happened. So I gotta pull up the numbers. So let me pull these up, so we don't have to, you know, deal with Tom like guessing what happened. Because I I remember what the games. I just don't remember like which game number and stuff. So here we go. Again, they lost. They barely lose game one. Must win game for them. They win game two. Great. John Morant was sick. 47 points. Game 3, they get blown out. The Warriors have, like, one of the best shooting games ever. Game 4, John Morant's already injured. He's gone. 
and they almost win. If they if they just pulled off the game one, right? John Morant makes that layup, and did game four, right? John Morant doesn't get injured, which I'm, I'm sure they win. They win the series because then because then you know they destroyed them in game five, and they would have won this series in five games. It's it's crazy to think about that. There's a, there's a world here where the Grizzlies win this series in five, you know, and that, this is why I don't believe in the Warriors, right? Like the Warriors are just they're just not that nice. Like championship teams don't lose by forty to teams with no all stars. They don't. I saw a lot of comparisons to the the Boston was it called the Boston Day Massacre, something like that, the Memorial Day Massacre, uh, Lakers Celtics Memorial Day Massacre. If you haven't heard about this, this was back in the 1985 NBA Finals. I do not remember because I was not alive. But in the 1985 NBA Finals, uh, the Lakers won that, by the way, and Kareem was Finals MVP, in case you were wondering. That's off the top. But game one, the Celtics win by 34 points. I'm sure after that game, I was like, wow, Boston is going to destroy the Lakers. And then the Lakers won game two by seven, game three by 25, Game five by nine and game six by eleven. They lost the only after that they won four or five. They only lost game four and it was by two. Uh, Kevin McHale was really good in the series. Larry Bird was not underrated storyline. Larry Bird is an overrated playoff player and Kevin McHale carried him a lot. But that is a topic for another time. The point is, people were comparing it to that. It's like oh the Lakers lost by thirty four and uh, and then they still won the title. But a that was the finals of the second round, and b. That was against the defending champion Boston Celtics. Also, not the Grizzlies on John Morant. Like, you know, Larry Bird didn't even play that good. Like, Larry Bird, Ainge, Parrish, they had like 18, 19. Scott Wedman, oh my God. Scott Wedman had 26 points and he didn't miss. He was 11 for 11 from the field and 0 for 2 from the line. Wow, Scott Wedman. What a pull. I'm sure sure all of y'all know who that guy is. I could not even put a face to that name. But you know what I do know? This is a mid-80s Celtics team. That dude is definitely white. Like, if I, if I know basketball, I know this. And he is. Okay. Awesome. Glad I got that right. But anyway, so people are making the comparisons of that. But no, look. I, I can't I can't prove. I, I'm not going to go through every playoff, like every championship playoff series and every series and like how many blowout losses do they have. But no. Like, when that... I already didn't believe in them. When that game happened, it's over. I'm just... I was done. I already didn't really believe in them that much. They should have lost the series to Warriors, frankly. Like, Steph, I don't think he really played that well. I, he didn't play that well this series, season. Like, this season. After last year, he was spectacular. This year, 26 points. 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal. Uh, career worst shooting from the 3. Career worst shooting from the field. Uh, still money at the line. But pretty low free throw attempts. Even for Steph. Not even five a game. Like, you know, just not not great numbers. Uh, the advanced numbers are also not great. Lowest win shares per 48 since 2012. Like, wow. Uh, lowest win shares since 2012. Not counting the season played five games, obviously. Lowest box plus minus since 2013. Like, lowest PER since 2013 also. Barely, right? He's... Basically tied with 2013-2012. Like, I think he's on the way down, right? Like, 20, like he, he peaked. He started going up in 2013-14. And 2016 was, like, his peak. Went down a little bit. Went back up a little bit 2021. And now he's on the way down. Um, I wouldn't even be shocked if next year he's not even an All-NBA player. But that would be kind of fast if he just jumped from All-NBA, like, second team to no All-NBA. But we'll see. Right, like, the year's 2022. By 2025, Steph Curry's not going to be making All-Star games, like, for, for his play. Probably. Right? Definitely not making All-NBA teams for his play. You know, maybe, like, legacy votes, but I think he's on the way out. Uh, Clay is definitely, he's, he's like, not Harden-level washed, but he's, you know, at least he suffered major injuries. But that, that's, the, that's my thing, right? Like, that's why I don't believe in them. Like, Steph, he's not as good as he used to be. Draymond's not as good as he used to be. What this Warriors team does have going for them, though, is... Andrew Wiggins, he's better than Harrison Barnes, was for them. And Jordan Poole came out of nowhere. But Jordan Poole's play has been unsustainable so far. Right now, Jordan Poole's averaging, it's already going down, 19 points on 50, 39, 88 splits. And even that is not sustainable. I know he averaged like 18 in the regular season. and But his splits there aren't as good. 
Like, he's not as good as these numbers, like, especially early on. Like, holy crap. He started off, like, absolutely on a tear. Last three games, he has 29 points. When he had games of 27, 31, 27, 29, 30, right? That's five different games where he had basically that many points that he had in this last three-game stretch. So, I, I just, you know, I don't see it. Not now, not yet. So... I just, you know, I don't believe in this Warriors team. So, I'm going to... And that series was really underwhelming once John went out, which kind of sucks. Like, Steph Curry, also a lot of his stats came in garbage time. Like, you know, he didn't really play that good. Like, the team carried him in a lot of those games. I, I think besides Game 2 against the Nuggets, he hasn't been that great. So, uh, I got Mavs in 6, Celtics in 5. That's what I got in the next round. I just, you know, Luka's going to be the best player in the series by a lot. And I thought the Suns had a better team than the Warriors. And the Mavs beat them. So if they can beat them, they can beat the Warriors, I think. But we'll see. Right? I wouldn't be shocked if it's a Celtics Heat Finals. Or Celtics Heat. Celtics Warriors Finals. Um, I would be shocked if the Heat won. That one I, I feel really confident about. Warriors Mavs are a little bit less confident. But again, I just don't really believe in this Warriors team. So even if they win this series, I don't. I won't. I won't pick the next round. Like, I just won't. Unless the other team's injured. Um, there were other things I wanted to talk about, but I'm already almost an hour in. There was so much to say. Oh, one last thing that I, I will mention on this pod, because that one cannot move to another one, is Bob Lanier. Uh, rest in peace. Bob Lanier passed away. Career averages of 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 1.5 blocks on 51% shooting. Uh, only five other players have done that in their careers, and they are all first ballot Hall of Famers, right? Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, and... Oh, what's this? Anthony Davis? What? Like, I, I was told this guy's a bum and he's not even top 75. What? This can't be possible. Um, We'll talk about that another time. But, man, th- he, he is clearly the most disrespected player in the league right now. Bob Lanier also mad disrespected. Made no All-NBA teams in his career because he played in his prime in the 70s. And was K- Kareem was All-NBA first team basically every year. So it was like, okay, who's competing for second team? First it was Wilt in the early Wilt and Reed in the early 70s. And then Dave Cowens in the mid-70s, Bob McAdoo, Bill Walton, Jack Sigma. Like, actually, I don't think Jack Sigma made an All-NBA team. But, again, he was another, you know, pretty good center. Moses Malone. Like, he got fucked. Like, All-NBA teams for centers before there were third teams. Or before they kind of, like, yeah, just in general. For centers, because there's only one center spot. Like, it's, it's tough. It's tough out there. Like, it's so much easier with forwards, right? Because you have, like, two or guards. So... Sucks for Bob Lanier. But rest in peace. Uh, I think he was still working with the NBA even up to now. Like, he was still doing stuff like NBA ambassador, stuff like that. It's sad. He's a really underrated player. Uh, not not top 75 guy, but, you know, top 100 probably. He's probably in that next 25 for now. Again, there's going to be players coming like Luka and Jokic, players who didn't make it. But he's good. He's good. Um, I do, I do at some point want to get to this Anthony Davis stuff. I've been saving it for a while. Uh, I don't, I don't know when I will. That's probably an off-season topic. Again, there's just so much stuff to talk about right now. Like, people were talking about Giannis, he's begun his reign as the best player in the NBA. It would have been the longest 10 years as best player in the NBA. I've got that here. Uh, it's kind of a shorter topic. But my, my four greatest players of all time, uh, they've all been the best player in the NBA, from my perspective, for at least nine years. Right? This is no order. I'll order them from how long I thought they were the best player in the league. Or I'll just do chronological. Right? So, my first of my four, like guys is Wilt and I thought he was the best player in the league from the moment he stepped foot in there until the beginning of the 60, his first season as a Laker so 9 years right tough to beat that Kareem 12 years again he stepped foot in the league he was the best player in the league uh, Wilt was just falling off and I shouldn't say falling off but he just wasn't you know he wasn't the best player in the league anymore and from there until 81 he was definitely the best player in the league and you could honestly argue 82 and 83 he was possibly still the best player in the league you know, him, Moses, Dr. J, they were all kind of competing for it. It's kind of tough. A lot of people say Moses, and that's fine. So I just give him 12 because that's what I feel confident in. Uh, LeBron, I gave him 11. I gave him 2009 to 2020. 2019, he was injured, but, you know, like, not everyone's going to be, you know, you don't win MVP every year. It's just about, like, are you, you still consider them the best player in the league? Um, I've been saying all year I think LeBron's still the best player in the league. Giannis kind of made me think twice, but we'll see. Again, LeBron... For all, whatever you want to say about him, he averaged 30 points per game this year. Like, I just, like, I'm not out on the LeBron train. I'm just not. I'm not out on the Lakers. 
So we'll see what that happens with that. And then Michael Jordan. Uh, so actually, that's not chronological order. Why did I order it like this? I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Michael Jordan, I have it nine years. I have uh, 87, 88. Uh, I think it's when he won Depoy. That's his first year. So he goes from 88 to 93 when he retires, and then 96 to 98. So that's nine years. Um, that one's like the most clear. You know, I don't know. It just like it feels easy because it was like there's obvious like before then. You can argue for like maybe 87, but Magic was, whoo, that boy was different. Um, and before that, he obviously wasn't. When he was retired, he obviously wasn't. And Wizard Jordan was not even an all-star. So Michael Jordan made it really easy. Um, Kareem and LeBron is a little bit murkier. Uh, Will is also kind of easy. But people were going to say Bill Russell, and those people, I would uh, disagree with them. But that's that. Uh, there's other topics that I will get to on another time. But that's it for this week's On It's Off Pod. Actually, no, one last thing. I'm sorry. So I wanted to talk about most disappointing teams ever. And I want to talk about this before the Suns thing happened. But now I'm throwing them in that group. Because I saw a video, and I don't remember who actually made the video. I think it was Johnny Arnett. Uh, he's a good YouTuber, basketball YouTuber. I like him. I'll subscribe to that guy. But he made this video, and it was the most disappointing teams of all time. And I think he had the, this last year's Lakers, like, two or three and here's why he's wrong. Now, granted, when you look at the overall result of how what they, people were expected from them before the season started to what happened, it's very disappointing, right? I'm not going to argue that they're not disappointing or that they're not top 10 or whatever. But I think more what's more disappointing? Teams that before the season you're like, oh, they're going to be really good and they're not. Or teams that are really good all year and they flame out in the playoffs hilariously. I think it's the second one. Especially when injuries are not the reason. If injuries are the main reason you're disappointed, you're not that disappointing. Like, the Lakers, they were going to be not that great regardless, but injuries made them terrible. If they were healthy, they probably win like 47 or 48 games, maybe 50 games, and they lose in the second round. That's probably what happens. And that's like, you know, it's disappointing, but it's not, that, it's not as disappointing as what the Nets happened. But again, that was injuries. So, my I have three teams here, and these are my top three most disappointing teams of all time. So none of these teams made the finals. Only one of them made the second round. Spoiler, the Suns are in here. That they're the only ones that made the second round. All of these teams won over 60 games and didn't make it past the second round. Think about this. Actually, I'm going to throw in one other team in here. Uh, just, just for shits and giggles. Uh, sorry for you guys when I mentioned this team. But so I have four teams here. I don't know if this is exactly the top four. But th these are four of the top, you know, eight or so. At least, for sure. Like... I just don't think it's fair to like teams like that are get, they get injured and it's like oh they're so disappointing like no bro what like also I don't have the Warriors here the sixteen Warriors and all people pick that but because they won 60, 73 games they didn't win the title but like they were four points away like they're disappointing yes but like they did most of what they needed to do they came back down three one to conference finals like I don't know like I just don't think it's as bad like. That, that's just me, though. What, what are you going to do? Like, the 2016 Spurs, they won 60... They're not on my list. 2016 Spurs, they won 67 games lost in the second round. Like, how is that all more disappointing? But anyway, here are my teams. 2022 Suns, we already talked about them. I don't need to say anymore. 64-win team, lost in the second round to a team with one All-Star. 2007 Mavs, this should be everyone's like number one. Dirk was MVP. They were the number one seed in one sec. 67 games, lost to the eighth seed. In six games? Like, what? What? It's, I, I still can't believe it happened. Uh, it was before I started watching basketball, but wow. Uh, 08 was my first year. 2011 Spurs I have here. No one mentions them. This, this is Tim Duncan's biggest failure of his career. No, no one talks about it because he was old, right? It's like, oh, he's in year 14. You know what LeBron did in year 14? I mean, that's not fair to compare to LeBron. But, like, even, like, Kobe won his, like, his fifth title in year 14. Uh, <coughs> LeBron uh, had his amazing 2017 playoffs in year 14 like Kareem in year 14 was two seasons away from a, his last finals MVP that's just insane um, but anyway Tim Duncan was absolute trash in this series they lost to the Grizzlies in round one I don't know how no one talks about this I just don't I just don't get it 20 right, 2011 they're massive favorites, right? They were a 60-win team. Tim Duncan averages 12 points and 10 rebounds on 47% of shooting. 12 points? 
Like, you're Tim Duncan. And it's like, oh, you know, Tim Duncan wasn't really that much of a scorer anymore. And it's like, I, I don't care. Like, the year before, he averaged 18. Like, two years later, he averaged 18. Like, it's not like he couldn't score, right? This isn't... He's 34. He made an all-star... He, he made all-NBA what? Second team? First team? He probably made all-NBA first team. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. Like, let me, let me take a look. Because this man made so many all-NBA first teams. He made all-NBA... Okay, he didn't make an All-NBA team. Wow. Whatever. The point is, they choked. They were a 61-win team, and Tim Duncan played like shit. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. That needs to be there. And also, the team I just added, 2020 Bucks, because they also, they were on, like, a 70-win pace most of the year. Uh, they finished off on, like, a 66-win pace. And they lost in the second round in really embarrassing fashion as well. So, I'll put them there, too. And again, I, I emphasize here, if you're disappointing because you got injured... You're not really disappointing because you don't control that. And obviously, you're not going to fucking win if you're hurt. Like, main, main, major players. I'm not talking about Warriors with their lame. Steph Curry was injured. No, he wasn't. Andrew Bogut. Who cares? I don't care about that shit. But, like, like this last year's Lakers team where, like, LeBron and AD missed a ton of time. Or the Nets the past two years. Uh, actually, this past year, you know. Uh, the reason they were a 17 is because they were injured. But the playoffs was really bad. But last year, right, he lost to the Bucks because they were injured. Like, and this happened, 2018 Rockets, they lost because they were injured. Like, 2019 Warriors lost because they were injured. You know, I, no, no, no. But anyways, that was the last thing I wanted to say. Uh, long pod this time, over an hour. Hope you guys enjoyed. I will be back next week to talk about what's happened in the conference finals so far.